And here we go. That's right, you're back in Redsline. And what happened tonight, pray tell? Well, after 37 runs scored and a split, yeah, I said that correctly, I'll repeat it. 37 runs scored, the Reds did, in a four-game series at home against the Giants, and they did a split. Yeah, that's right. And they blew an 8 to nothing lead in that series. So that means they won two games and lost two games and scored 37 runs. I don't know if you can do the simple math on that, but that's more than nine runs a game average. So... After scoring 37 runs in four games, they fly out to Oakland. And mind you, I told you last night that the Reds wanted to look at Fires uh, as a possible starting pitcher to sign this offseason. And I was like, no, 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 no. Because and I was proven right tonight, but not in the way you think. Remember last night how I said that he's good in, like, Detroit? Uh, yeah, he can play in Houston because that big ballpark. And uh, he can play good in Oakland. Pitch good. Because he's a fly ball pitcher, like, extremely so. You put him in any other ballpark tonight, and the Reds likely are at least tied in this game or win this game. Uh, Puig give a ball a shot that would have been out in any other ballpark, almost any other ballpark, maybe not uh, Chavez or Veen, but uh, and Joey Votto got robbed of a home run, and I mean robbed greatly of a home run in the sixth inning, and so like I told you, Fears is a more of a junk baller, crafty right hander, which. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but if you pick up what I'm putting down, you'll understand it. So let's just get in this game. It was Tyler Molle who pitched his heart out. I cannot say enough about Tyler Molle. This guy, I was watching it, and I said it in Reds Nation number 4192. Hey, this guy looks like Greg Maddox. He locates like Greg Maddox. He uh, has control like Greg Maddox. He's got this little peach fuzz, not really peach fuzz, but this half a mustache coming in, just like Greg Maddox, vintage Cubs, 89, 90, if you remember Maddox back then. And he even has a little extra tiny, it's it's not even a second chin, but it's like this, it's not like a fat guy, it's just like this little second extra chin. He looks like a young Greg Maddox out there on the mound, and it's just amazing to watch him work. Remember when Think Pitch said he didn't have any uh, command? Oh man, have I? I'm, and I'm glad I go, I'm glad I got to watch Dallas Braden and the other Oakland Athletic announcer on the telecast. I didn't have to listen to Think Pitch, so uh, unless he was had the day off or something, and Jim Day was up there. But uh, to make a long story short, Fears pitched all nine innings. Um, he threw 131 pitches. He struck out, I think, six batters tonight, and he walked three. And the real weird, and the real weird thing is, in the sixth and seventh, the Reds had a chance to score. Uh, Kyle Farmer had like a 
I don't want to call it a pop-up, but it was kind of out in no man's land. And Jerickson Profar, I mean, made a, a spectacular catch. And then Joey Votto takes that ball to deep center field and gets robbed by their center fielder, Ramon Lazarano. And they call him Laser and they call him Razor Ramon. And the guy, I'll tell you one other thing. I'm not trying to be pro-athletics. But uh, I will tell you, I really like that Matt Chapman, heck of a third baseman. But that uh, center fielder, Lazarano or whatever his last name is, that guy caught a caught a. Uh, he, he has a rocket arm, and I mean, I saw this thing, and then they showed a replay of a game that they're playing against somebody else, and this guy, I'm not kidding you, from center field warning track threw a ball, and it got air and landed, like, in the dugout. I mean, this guy has a rocket arm, so that guy was amazing. And I'm not all pro him. He's he's not some super world-beater hitter. But uh, so that was the sixth inning. And then the seventh inning, they had two walks. Jesse Winker walks, and then immediately it's a double play ball. And then the next thing you know, there's another walk. And then Derek Dietrich pops up. So, I mean, you cannot even... I mean, the Reds had horrible luck in the 6th and 7th inning, but it's still a no-hitter. This is Mike Fears' second no-hitter in 2015, I think, with the Astros. He actually threw a no-hitter, striking out 10, and threw 134 pitches against the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, while Mike Fears is an extreme flyball pitcher... And I wouldn't want him on the Reds team. But just so you know, he did have a 681 ERA. And that's coming into this game this season over like eight starts. So that's why I wanted to explain to you. The Reds went from scoring 37 runs in four games, averaging nine runs a game, go out to Oakland, face a guy with a 681 ERA, and get no hit. Uh, But I will tell you, a lot of bad luck because Puig's fly ball would have been a home run. uh, Votto's home run would have been a home run and uh like i said that seventh inning was full of bad luck i mean imagine let me repeat it walk double play ball walk pop up i and it couldn't even went more perfect for uh fears fires they call him that's how you pronounce the name fires i kept saying fears but fires anyways yeah it was uh, i watched the whole game every pitch and uh, his curveball was in the 70s. Uh, a major mistake David Bell made. Uh, and you're going on my bad things list, David Bell. Why would you bring in Josh Van Meter to pinch hit in the bottom, uh, the top of the ninth against Fires? Now, I, we've all seen for the love of the game and the rookie left-handed batter that almost breaks up Kevin Costner's no-hitter. We've all seen it. But he should have been your starting second baseman. Are you really going to develop this hitter, Josh Van Meter? 330 average, 13 home runs, 31 RBIs, 5 steals. Are you really going to develop him on the bench? This would have been a perfect game for him to face this hit, this, this pitcher. I'll guarantee you, you wouldn't have been no hit, David Bell, if you would have had uh, Josh Van Meter play in second base. And while I understand Kyle Farmer probably uh, appreciated the start, Kyle Farmer is a bench player. And I'm not even talking bad about Kyle Farmer. This was a perfect opportunity for you to have Josh Van Meter start his first major league game. But you're gonna you're gonna listen to the front office and you're gonna develop 
this any other rookie that's not named Nick Senzel, just like they did Devin Mazzarocco, just like they've done Jesse Winker, who finally has out hit the competition because it was so bad that he finally you can't not not you can't sit him anymore. Yeah, the same thing you did to uh, Phil Irvin. Do I have to go on? This is how you do things. Even Scooter Jeanette, when you uh, when they picked him up, I knew he was a starter. When you picked him up and you kept, well, it wasn't you. It was the front office shoving Peraza in the second base hole. Square, 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 square peg in a round hole. Wouldn't fit. And uh, finally at the All-Star break, you go, oh, well, maybe, 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 maybe we'll start Scooter Jeanette instead. So, yeah, I know it's not all your fault, David Bell. David Bell! But the front office, they got to go. Oh, by the way, Duck Williams was seen on the field today before the game discussing that lights out situation that caused like an hour and a half delay. I'm guaranteeing you, if you would have not let Duck Williams on the field and you would have started Josh Vandermeer, you would have not got no hit. I'm just going to say that right now, David Bell. Go on the record. Hey, engineer. Put that on the record. I want that on the record. Okay, thank you, engineer. Okay, so let's look at, I want to tell you all Tyler Molle's line tonight because it was something to behold. Now, he did give up a run. And, in fact, the funny thing about this whole game is Jerkson Profar provided all the offense. He drove in a run earlier in the game, and then he hit a home run off of Robert Stevenson, and he's hitting like a 186. So, when I say the Reds had bad luck today, Duck Williams, stay off the field. Um, let's, so let's go back to this. Tyler Molle, six innings, only three hits, one run, one walk, and eight Ks. Lowers his ERA down to 3.69. This guy's an all-star. This guy, if he could get any kind of run support, I mean, this guy would be, like I said, an all-star. And he is a Cy Young candidate in the future. This guy is the future of the team. I know everybody gets really excited about Luis Castillo, and I am very excited about Luis Castillo. But the the reason I'm really hyped up about Male is because he's homegrown. They This is actually a pitcher that has came through the ranks through a no-hitter in A-ball, a perfect game in double-A, was rated the best pitcher in the Reds organization as far as control think pitch, and I think he was also the Southern League's uh, best command or best control too. So and that's all the, of the entire Southern League. So, yeah, think pitch. <laughs> I, I just can't – if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Think uh, one of Male's home games, Think Pitch actually said that he has no command, which Tyler Male, now he loses command every now and then, but he's not like Wandy Peralta or some pitcher that can't find the strike zone. Think Pitch, it, you, I just don't really want to talk about you. That's, that's why I don't name it. That's why I don't say his name on Red's line because it, he is so out there. And I hate to even talk about him, but I don't think people know who I'm talking about when I talk about Think Pitch. Think Pitch is Thom Brenneman's uh, partner in the, uh, on the, in the telecast booth on TV on Fox Sports Ohio. So, yeah, Think Pitch actually said these words. He has no command. In fact, he said this two sentences back-to-back. He's got great control, but no command. I'm just going to leave that right over there, and I'm going to walk away slowly. It might blow up. So, like I said, uh, Tyler Molle, six innings, three hits, one run. 
one walk, eight Ks. You guys have listened to Red's line. How many times have I said, if Molly doesn't walk anybody or limits us to one walk, the guy's money. If he walks more than two, it's probably going to be a long day. But every start, he's getting better. And that's why I'm so excited for him. And last year, when the Reds, he started, he pitched in 23 games for the Reds last year, one seven. And last year, when the Reds uh, moved him down to the minors, I was like, on what? drug-infested, non-analytical, bad-scouting planet are you guys on? Because this is the kind of guy that needs to go through those uh, valleys and depths and highs and lows to figure this thing out. Now, anyways, uh, to make a long story short, this game, the, the Oakland Athletics won two to nothing. And uh, like I said, Mike Fires, hats off to him. In fact, I watched his uh, little uh, you know, I didn't watch the presser, but I watched him interviewed after the game. And I, I don't want this to come off the wrong way. I didn't like Mike Fires. I talked about how the Reds have no business signing him, and they don't because they play in a bandbox called Great American Ballpark. He, he, he is playing in the right teams. Detroit, Houston, Oakland, those are the right ballparks for Fires to pitch in. Um, but when I was listening to him, you couldn't be you couldn't be more happy for the guy, and I wasn't happy that he got a no hit. But he didn't come off like a jerk. He didn't come off like some entitled guy. You know, this guy is thirty something years old. This is a second no hitter, and uh, I was like impressed by his uh, little uh, basically interview because he wasn't a jerk. He wasn't, you know, he was just happy. He was like, yeah, I was, uh, you know, I, I, I. I and they asked him, my favorite thing was they asked him, what, when did you know that you had a no-hitter? And he was like, well, I knew the whole time. And he goes, I don't like it when uh, pitchers act like they don't know. And so, really impressive interview. Couldn't happen to a better guy, except Molly. I hope Mo- I hope, I think Molly will throw a no-hitter before it's uh, all said and done. And I know Luis Castillo can do it, but uh, anyways. And I'm not like pro Mike Fires, so don't think I'm like going off on some deal about how I'm impressed. I mean, very impressive for a second no-hitter. Uh, more of a, like a journeyman uh, starter, but guys signing in with the right teams, like I said. And the Reds, really lackluster, but like I'm going to say, Puig gave a ride to a ball. Joey gave a ride to a ball. Uh, any other ballpark, if they're in Cincinnati, the, the Reds win this game. It, literally, I'm not even... Say, I'm not so negative about they got no-hit because... It's just like I know how the game worked and I knew how the game unfolded. And like I said, if they played in, you know, uh, anywhere else, I think they win this game. Maybe not in Detroit, you know, uh, but uh, other than that, um, the Reds' bats were really lackluster. Derek Dietrich had one of the worst uh, games that I've seen this year. Two strikeouts and then a pop-up with a runner on first. Uh, I'm not talking bad about the guy. Um the only other thing I could have suggested, and I'm not trying to be, I'm just I just call balls balls and strikes strikes. David Bell, if you weren't gonna have Josh Van Meter start at second base, you should have probably had Jose Peraza. And before Reds Nation number forty one ninety two and all the casual twenty seven outer geographical fans go, well, you don't like Jose Peraza, well. Hold on there. You're you're right. But Jose Peraza bat kind of fits Oakland Coliseum. So what I mean by that is 
the guy, while he doesn't have a lot of exit velo, he drives the ball more uh, middle range. He doesn't get under the baseballs a whole lot. and He does strike out. I think this would have been a good uh, pitcher for Peraza to face. And being in that Oakland Coliseum, Peraza could have had some doubles or, you know, some, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like he, his, he would have struck the baseball and the launch angle on it wouldn't have been like get lost up in the, uh, you know, like, like Puig. What I'm trying to say is he would have hit some more line drives if he would have made contact with the baseball and his game, for the lack of a better word, would have played better in it. So, David Bell, why I don't want Jose Peraza starting unless he's starting in center field to make Nick Senzel the shortstop. I will say this. You should have started Josh Van Meter today. He was good. He, he's a left-handed hitter, David Bell. Like, you always do this matchup thing. And like I said, I'm not going to go back into you guys ruining uh, your prospects because you expect them to marinate on the bench and you wait for osmosis to happen to make them into major league caliber players. So, and I'm I'm not speaking out of turn here. Anybody who's a Reds fan, if you're a real Reds fan, and I hate to say real Reds fan, but if you watch the Reds, how they develop, Devin Mesoraco, even Todd Frazier, Jay Bruce, um, Jesse Winker, perfect example. Phil Irvin, another really good example. You can just see how I'm. T- you can just see what I'm saying. I mean, it. It. it lit- okay, so just so you, uh, so you know, it took Scott Hatterberg having a knee injury for Joey Votto to start. Okay, because Joey Votto could have been in the big leagues a year earlier. That's how back far this goes. So, but. I can't blame that on the Reds' current front office, so I'm not going to lie. It's just always been this organizational thing, and it's gotten worse since Walt Jockety came became to town, and now Duck Williams is out there. Duck, you got to stay off the field before the game. So, let's get to the good things. Number one on the good things list, you, you know where it's going. Tyler Molle, six innings, three hits, one run, one walk, eight Ks. Lowered his ERA down to 3.69. Could not be more thrilled with Male. And you know what else? Uh, I can't really give any any other good things on the good things list. Robert Stevenson coughed up a home run to uh, Profar. So I can't put him on there. And Juan Peralta only faced one hitter. And another thing, David Bell, this is why you're going on the bad things list. Juan Peralta just pitched yesterday. Wait, how about this? Let's get to the bad things list first. Okay, so, guess who's number one on the bad things list? Number one, the Reds offense for getting no hit. Reds offense, wake up! Or get up from your nap. You just scored 37 runs in a four-game series. Now you get no hit? It makes no sense. But it's probably David Bell's fault for not putting Josh Van Meter at second base. And I'm not saying the Reds would have won, but they dang sure wouldn't have got no hit. Anyways, so who gets number two on the bad things list? David Bell! Back to Wani Peralta. Three pitchers pitched yesterday. Do you remember David Bell? Because I don't know if you do, because I watched it. But your two relievers were Wandy Peralta and Zach Duke. And I was like, man, this guy's using Zach Duke and Wandy Peralta. Okay, I've not seen this before. But anyway, David Bell, so you got 
You, you, I know you want to use a loogie. Why not bring in Amir Garrett? And another thing, I think you could have brought in Amir Garrett to pitch the entire 7th and 8th inning. I mean, how hard is this? So anyway, David Bell, you're number two in your hat, number two on the bad things list. And you're sort of responsible for number one on the bad things list. And number three on the bad things list, I'm going to give it to Duck Williams. What are you doing, man? You're touching the field. Bad luck. They got enough trouble. They don't need bad luck following them or everywhere. By the way, why are you in Oakland? It doesn't make any sense. Unless you're just like, well, we don't get out to Oakland very much because we're in the National League and it rotates. So I guess that might make sense. But anyway, I, I, I just can't make it up. So I'm kind of in jest about you, Duck, being number three on the bad things list. It's more of an honorary situation. I wouldn't say Tanner Rourke honorary situation. But anyway, so where do we go from here? Well, they're not going too far. They're going to be in Oakland again tomorrow. And it's going to be Sonny Gray, who, as you guys know, was the ace for the Oakland Athletics. So this is kind of a uh, not really a homecoming for him because he played with the Yankees. But he's going to be going up again. Is that Brett Anderson pitching tomorrow? Holy Toledo. That is Brett Anderson, a left hand. Okay, so it's Brett Anderson. He's been in the league a while. 164 games. He's 4-2 and two with a 389 ERA. So he's been in the round. He's a left-hander, so... I don't know who you're going to see tomorrow as far as uh, on the Reds' uh, bench because, you know, when they get a left-hander, that means Peraza's probably going to play. And so we don't know who's going to sit. Derek Dietrich might sit. Well, no, they got the designated hitter. Watch Van Meter play tomorrow because I I highly doubt it. But if Van Meter does start tomorrow, I will mention it on Reds' line. But anyways, so that's where they're at tomorrow. It'll be another late night Reds game, so uh, I'll watch every out, and we'll do another Reds line tomorrow. So how can they improve? Um, You know what? Like, I've already outlined it several times. I think they really need to bring in Craig Kimbrell. Thank goodness I got that name. (laughs) Thank goodness I got it out tonight on one shot. I think that'll shorten up the bullpen. And if they can shorten up the bullpen, think about it, ladies and gentlemen. If you bring in Craig, there I did it again, Craig Kimbrell, you literally have um, Amir Garrett, Rossell Iglesias, and Craig Kimbrell. You can really shorten this game down really easy to six innings. And with the Reds having this kind of crazy thing about five and six innings where the, that's the max of their starters are going – you know, it'll be perfect, and it'll be well worth the investment. And then the the flexibility that it gives the Reds to trade Iglesias, Rossell Iglesias, and, and Jose Iglesias, the Yankees come calling too. But uh, you, you guys get what I'm saying. The, the, the If they can shorten this game down and then maybe get rid of a reliever, they can strengthen their bench as well. So I really think if they bring Craig Kimbrell, even though they got no hit tonight, I'm not going to rag on them too much. Uh, Craig Kimbrell will make this Reds team way more dominant because the offense is coming around. It's May. The the weather's going to get way better. 
And that's where I really think the Reds kind of came out of their kind of rusty. And that's another problem. I know that you guys are going to say, well, no, I'm not going to get into um, Florida versus uh, Arizona, but the uh, ball just does fly a little bit different in Arizona than it does. It's really hard to tell who's going to be what with the air down there in uh, Arizona and the altitude. But uh, to make a long story short, oh, I said that. Hey, engineer, we need to edit that out, too. So make sure we edit that out. Anyways, so uh, I'm going to shut down this Reds line. It was a really interesting game today. I actually enjoyed watching the game, even though they got no hit. I don't know if that makes any sense. But uh, I don't look at this as a horrible loss, even though it was a no hit. Uh, I will tell you this. They really need to get a new leadoff hitter. I know Joey Votto has a good on-base percentage. Joey Votto, I mean, I watch all these games, and I try and listen to the opponent's telecast because I cannot handle think pitch. But uh, the Reds just need a leadoff hitter. And I think if they were just to keep Nick Senzel leadoff, they would have way better luck. So I hope with, I hope with the left-handed starter tomorrow, they'll have Nick Senzel back in the leadoff position. So! From the Little Apple all the way back to Red's country, good night, Cincinnati.